The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Coming up, a couple of Asian American lesbians talk about watching the movie Crazy Rich Asians. It's a wide ranging and rambling discussion. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hey! What's up, everybody? This hey is Toast. everyone. This is Sienna. Hope you're having a great day so far, whatever you're doing. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Okay. And? All right. So... Boy. Okay, so I don't know if we mentioned, I think we mentioned that we batched the podcast. Yes. In a previous that? episode, yeah, we, we explained that usually okay. we, when we record episodes, we, we record like maybe three at a time. Yeah, we so. do. We do. Depends. So here we schedule. are again, batching, and we haven't recorded in a, in a while, but it's been like a little whirlwind because we have had guests galore. Lots of visitors. We found that <laughs> after we, wonderful visitors. Yeah, we found that after we moved to Portland, everybody wants to visit us all of a sudden. <laughs> Very different from living in Torrance, California. Apparently, Torrance is not like a prime desirable destination for people, but Portland Aww. is by comparison. Poor Torrance. Torrance. Torrance is good. Torrance is good, but I'm just Torrance saying it's good. You know, once we moved here, it's like oh, all these visitors. Because I think we gave them a reason for booking a trip to come visit. Out of where they were. Yes. 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 So just saying that by the end of this year, we'll have visited or had visitors, 17 visitors. What the yes. heck? Yes. Amazing. Huh? Seriously. I yep. counted because I was yep. just curious. That's right. So... We have come off of a stretch of uh, visitors, and it's been nice. And yeah, what's great is that they help us to create new experiences and go and see new places in Portland that are still on our list. Mm -hmm. So we are excited to share those places, those new places with you. Is that the doorbell? Yeah. Okay. Oh, look, Bear is going to go check and see. Bear's, Bear's going to check the Bear's door gonna get us, it. He just, go went, he just got up out of his bed and walked out of the room like he's going to go answer the I door. Think he, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Bear, Bear is our cat, by the way, for those who don't know. Yeah. And we have lots he's of pictures so of, him, of him on our Instagram. He's so good. He checks the door. Yeah. He does the dishes. He said he, 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 he said we don't need to worry about the door. He took care All of right. it. All right. Okay. So anyway, so we were just saying that we've had a lot of great visitors, and it's given us the excuse to do more Portland exploring. And so some of the places that we've gone to are the alpaca farm that we will share more mm-hmm. of. If you 
receive our newsletters or are following us on Instagram or Facebook, you will see a glimpse of our time there. And then also we recently went to the Grotto, which was very, provided some Catholic healing for myself. But um, we'll talk about that too on another podcast. Yeah. All right. So right now, though, we would love to share some notes and reviews from the community. Okay, this one is kind of long overdue. So we thank Ma- Maru Ye. Not sure how to pronounce the name. Maru? It's the. It says it's from, this is a review from Germany. Mm. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. So thank you. We got a five-star yes. rating, and Yay. the comment was, and still filled with humor, insightful life advice, and soothing voices of Sienna and Toast. What's the, it's here. It's the, I think that's the beginning part. So the title is, It's, it's back. back! 2018. And, and still s- filled with. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> so thanks, Maru. Yay. Yes. So... Thank you so much for the review, and please send us a message if you'd like a goodie from us sent to where you are. All right, and now we're going to talk about what everybody seems to have been talking about for the past few weeks, which is Crazy Rich Asians, the movie. (laughs) Do you think everyone's talking about it? Well, maybe just the Asians. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of Asians. Well, yeah. not and Hollywood people, people who are interested in. That's true. You know, they're saying it. The movie's representation doing really well. and yeah, the movie industry and stuff like that. So this is the first movie, the first Hollywood feature film with an all Asian leading cast. Right? Yes. Since when? Nineteen ninety something. I don't know. Since Joy Luck Club, right? And Joy Luck Club was also based on a book. Just like Crazy Rich Asians is based on a book. But these two movies, I have to say, are in very different genre lanes. Yes. (laughs) Very different. So Joy Luck Club. Drama. All the way. Drama. Intense. You were completely moved. It was intense. It was like gut-wrenching. Crazy Rich Asians, on the other hand. It was kind of like The Hangover. It's like funny. Yeah. It was just light. It's, you know, you're not looking for... Well, and they, you know, well, well, they did have, you know... It, well, it, it did mix up a lot did. of stuff. It did. it did have... It was like a dramedy, right? It was a comedy, I but they definitely had the heartwarming... Far, uh, yeah, but you can have the issue, heartwarming with addressed. comedy. Right, which I is what this was. I wouldn't necessarily say it had drama, though. Okay. I mean, it had, it had no, drama in the that's way true. that, oh, it's dramatic, like, funny drama. Okay. Right. All right. So but let's it's not talk about a drama. It. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about it. We oh, are. One we're thing. <laughs> Isn't that what we're doing? Um, but both of, I thought it was interesting is that both of these, the, both of the films, Joy Luck Club and Crazy Rich Asians, are very uh, women centric, right? Yes. These are, yes. these are stories told from the point of view of, of the feminine, <laughs> from women's point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before we go into talking more about the movie, we just want to say if you are planning to see it, but you haven't yet seen it, (laughs) that we might, um, we just want to say, maybe don't listen to this podcast yet because there might be some spoilers in it. So you can just stop now 
and then come back and listen after you've seen it. Or if you don't care, just listen. Yeah, because I wouldn't care. I would still listen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Okay, so go ahead. Tell me, Toast, what? Okay, so first off, I didn't research it to heck to the nines before going to see it. I just wanted okay, wait, to go hey, see it. I'm and, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know go what? ahead, Toast, she says. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Why don't you tell them what it's about, though? For people who maybe aren't planning to see it. But well, they, they just want to see it. But they just want to listen to the podcast. The representation of Asians in the media. Okay. What it's about. Can't they just go to like Fandango and see the synopsis? It's about. But then they're going to uh, stop the podcast to go. It's about, an, it's about a Chinese American woman, young woman, who goes, who accompanies her boyfriend, who is what, British? Chinese? Something. Who accompanies her boyfriend, who is a best man, in a wedding that will be held in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And when she gets, as, as she goes on this trip, she quickly realizes that her boyfriend's family is like... Does not approve of her. Is crazy rich, basically. Right. And doesn't approve of her. The family doesn't. Yes. Yeah. That's it. So really, it really is <laughs> like a fish out of water story. It's like Romeo and Juliet, you know, where the families, the rich feuding and, families yes. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And people, I know, I was aware that on social media, people were like having issues with the movie for whatever reason. Like it wasn't a perfect representation of Asians or something. But, you know, my attitude towards that is, it's kind of like, like when you think of voting. Yeah. Okay. So Hillary is not the perfect candidate. But, but she's a step for in Hillary. the direction. But she's a, yes. yep, she's better yes. than the other alternative. So, and we're, we don't live in a perfect world. Right. So just support the best option Absolutely. that is out there. Yep. And that's, Make it count. And that's what will Make keep it count. us moving towards yes. Yes, better, more equal representation. You know what I just realized is that some people might not realize that you and I are Asian American. Because we don't have our pictures on like the podcast. Oh yeah, that's you true. Know. So yeah, so, so we that, are. So that's why we're. <laughs> that's why it matters to us. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're lesbian. Do, do you hear an owl? We're Asian. An owl. <laughs> I hear an owl. Like that. Not to- not you an owl. Anyways, gosh, you guys, I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> I really thought I heard an owl. Anyways, okay. My one ear while we finish this podcast, one ear is going to be on owl alert <laughs> because I really Isn't thought that I a heard Harry an Potter owl. movie. Owl alert? I don't. I don't. Anyways, I would imagine there's oh, an boy. owl in Harry Potter. All right, okay. Crazy rich Asians. So everyone under the sun was telling me that. Oh my god, this is the best movie. Like it's so good. It's so good. Like everyone under the sun, and I think that that really set the bar so high when I went to go see it that when I saw it, just in general, I was like, okay, that was okay, that was okay. Yeah, that was okay, that movie. 
But perhaps if I wasn't around a lot of people saying, oh my God, it's so great. Mm -hmm. I would have walked out of there going, wow, that was really good. Like I did. Like that's how I walked out Because you weren't around anyone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I walked out being like, wow, that was was really good. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I was just expecting... Were you expecting? Okay, else. here's a question. Were you expecting it to be more serious than it was? I or take more of a political stance on things. You know what? I don't. I really can't. I really can't say. Okay. Because okay. I don't know what it was. Okay. I just right. know that you know this big, beautiful, bright, golden, sparkly, amazing picture was painting painted. Right. And then when I showed up. Expecting the huge sparkly picture. Yeah, like giant sunshine spark. Yeah, it was just, I just expected something. And then I came in and it was like silver, okay, which was still nice, but it wasn't like, you know, to that level. Okay. But here's the thing. Like, I really am happy we went to support the movie. Me too. Yeah. And even if I had heard it was crap, I would have wanted to go to support the efforts of all the people getting this movie out there. That's right. Because... The next level is, well, first of all, they are having a sequel. But what I'm hoping is that other directors and movie makers and people out there will create an Asian-American movie. Mm -hmm. All the cast, Asian-American. That actually takes place in the United States instead of having to go to, like, Singapore and stuff like that. Nothing against Singapore. Nothing at all. And that was a great story that they told. Yes. But, okay, and so that what you're talking about brings up the issue of well representation and seeing yourself on screen but the term asian american like that's such a broad or asian itself that's such a broad category right it, it really includes is. everybody yeah. from japanese through indian through cambodian or arabian whatever i mean it's it's a huge broad swath and there are all kinds of there are so many varied life experiences within that swath of people and Mm -hmm. what it sounds like what you're talking about is hey what about people like you and I who are fourth generation uh Asian Americans we grew up speaking only English Mm -hmm. you know so and that that's something that I recognized in my reaction as watching this movie because there was everybody in this movie is bilingual yeah everybody and so i'm watching it and i'm feeling like wow i am not asian Asian enough enough (laughs) because i'm monolingual i speak well i guess bilingual if you count pigeon english bra maybe yeah And then at the same time, feeling not American enough because you're not, I'm not white. That is right? the thing. Yeah. That is the thing. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it brought up a lot of different feelings in myself as well. Did but you did you feel uh, kind of self-conscious as we sat there in the dark theater waiting for the rest of, you know, the moviegoers to arrive and... No. Stuff like that? No. Because I did. Okay. Growing up in Hawaii, you don't really have a differentiation between supermarkets. Every, su- every market you go to is going to have your 
I'm a, like, what are you talking robust, about? A robust ethnic food section. Yes. With, you know, nori and ramen and spam and all of that stuff, the Hawaii foods. But in the mainland, once you move to the mainland, then you realize, oh, there are specific Asian grocery stores. Right. And or, if, or an Asian aisle, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. An Asian aisle yeah, yeah. or shelf. Ethnic. Oh, ethnic. Ethnic, right. Yes, and everybody, everybody that's not Everyone's white on that is shelf. in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm talking about the whole grocery store. And when mm-hmm. you walk in, it's all these products that are, you know, the... the the labels on the products are mm-hmm. all in, like kanji and stuff like that, and you can't read it. But when you walk in, or when I walked in, I'm like, I felt really Asian. I'm like, whoa, I'm walking in, and I'm feeling really Asian. Where and were you walking in? I'm walking into an Asian mo- grocery store. Oh, out here, you mean? Out in the okay. mainland. Okay, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very conscious of my... Asian-ness. Being, yeah. Yes. My, yes. How my face looks, you know? Yes. And... <laughs> And I've had that same kind of self-conscious awareness uh-huh. when we were sitting in the theater. And I'm watching other people come in and find their seats. Mm-hmm. And more than I would have in another, in the showing of another movie, mm-hmm. I, I definitely found myself being like making note of like, oh, they're Asian, they're coming to support the movie. Or, oh, they're white. Oh, I'm so glad they're coming to support the movie. That's great. You know what I mean? That kind of internal... Like involuntarily, I just found myself making those These kinds judgments. of judgments and connections, yes. and that it mattered. That it mattered. Yeah. Whereas if I'm going to Mission Impossible, it doesn't even matter, right? Right. We're just, we're just going to right. see a movie. And I think so. too, like when you're born and raised in Hawaii, mm-hmm. you don't realize you're Asian. Like <laughs> you know, what I mean? Asian is white in Hawaii. You are just kind of right, exactly because almost everyone is Asian. Well, yeah, right. The standouts when are we people who are up. Caucasian. Maybe yeah. it's changed. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it probably has changed, but so you don't really realize that. Hey, I you're a minority. I'm different, right? Yeah, because in, in Hawaii, that. in Hawaii, um, to be Asian or brown, you're a majority there. Yes, that's the sensation, right? Yes, yeah, yes. So that's kind of. So I thought that was interesting. Were you going to say something? No, because I have more. Yep, go for it. Okay. The other, the other thing I realized is that it kind of not that it doesn't matter, but you know, when you come down to it, a Hollywood movie is a Hollywood movie. Very true. It's all just make believe. Yes. And you're not going to get an actual representation of real life from a Hollywood movie. Right. You're going to get larger than life. People are going to be more rich. They're going to be more good looking. They're right. going to be larger than life, right? It's like, okay, yeah, and those are Asian faces and Asian culture up there. Mm-hmm. But the problems that they're dealing with are, they're not everyday problems right it's a problem of your boyfriend who loves you so much is so rich (laughs) right you know what i mean so it's a problem well okay and so for that reason Mm -hmm. right that's why i really loved the 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 smaller storyline in this movie so toast mentioned how okay this story's about this 
um, Chinese American woman who lives in New York who goes to Singapore with her boyfriend and feels the disapproval from his family and the culture there. But throughout this story, you are you are also introduced to another character named Astrid, who yes, like Tosa saying, larger than life. Um, she owns like fourteen buildings or something. <laughs> you find out she's just totally rich. But what I loved about her storyline is it was just so so symbolic. I think of how we do tend to dim our light, and she was doing that in the movie. She was dimming her light. And for all of you who have seen it, or when you do go and see it, you will know this character who I'm talking about, how she was dimming her light to make her husband feel better so he could shine. She felt, if I dim my light, he's going to be able to shine. And she wasn't able to be herself. But here's a spoiler alert. Towards the end, she comes into her own, and she decides, me dimming is doesn't help anyone. Mm-hmm. And she decides she decides to actually just be how she wants to be and not compromise. And I loved that storyline. And I really wish they would take that storyline and expand on that. Hmm. I felt like that was more, you know, more relatable, like in that spiritual way of just, you know, how we're all trying to come into our own, know who we are and be, be not, not be afraid to shine that with the people that, we love and that love us because I think we are afraid of not being loved for who we really are, that people can't handle it, you know, Mm. or that we feel some kind of self-conscious or something. We feel bad about it in some way or whether it's making other people feel bad or we think who are, who am I to, we just don't want people to feel, to feel, yeah, to feel bad. She didn't want her husband to feel bad and she didn't want to outshine him. So, um, so I loved that storyline. I really, really did in the movie. What I thought was interesting with that particular relationship in the movie was I felt that was a really good, uh, illustration of the whole feminine masculine thing Mm. because the husband was feeling like a loser Mm -hmm. for the typical masculine reason. Yeah. Right. He wasn't making enough money. He didn't have a good job. And so he went out and had an affair to make himself feel better. Sorry, wrong. spoiler. <laughs> Don't wrong. Don't do that. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's a very masculine thing, right? It's like, I need, I want to accomplish. And that that's what's going to make me feel like a winner is if I can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> but on a side note, let me just say, okay. So I really like that story about Astrid and okay. her, the actress that plays Astrid. Her name is Gemma Chan, and I looked her up to see, gosh, what else is she in? She, turns out she's a British actress who has had a lot of success on her own um, before the movie, and she is in a series called Humans, which I have been watching and very much enjoying because it also has another character that I love whose name is Gunner in the, <laughs> in the series Nashville that just ended. So it's like, you know, when you're, when favorite shows of yours ends, it's like it's so great to see your character or actually actor. the actor, the actor in another show that you can then move your affections to. So, um, so if you have seen Crazy Rich Asians and you had a liking to Astrid, Check out humans. 
because that's an that's a that's a fantastic cool storyline show. show. Yes, it's kind of Black Mirror ish, um, but going a little deeper. Well, okay, so people, Black Mirror is a series on Netflix, right? Is it Netflix or is it Hulu? No, I think it's Netflix. Netflix, yeah, okay. Netflix, and it's it's kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah, just like how Twilight so good, Zone. Each episode was its own short story that dealt with some kind of uh, troubling or yeah. you know issue yep. or posed a weird ethical dilemma and question. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Black Mirror does. And the issues it deals with all have to do with technology, basically, right? Yes. Like the implications for our humanity and yeah. what morality is and stuff like that. And if you are afraid of your binge tendencies, you need not be afraid of that if you choose to try Black Mirror because each episode um, is a standalone. You don't have to go to the next one, although you will want to, but you know you can just watch one and feel a satisfaction. So just letting you know. What was the one that we really liked because it was a lesbian storyline and it was a, actually, it was oh, a really it got an award actually. It was, yeah, it won yes. an Emmy, right? Yes. Okay, you keep San, talking. San Junipero. San Junipero. Yes, that's yep. what it was called. Yeah. I was going to look it up. Oh, that was so good. Okay, I bet I bet people listening will, some people will know exactly what Yes, that was so good. Is. Yeah. Okay, but back to Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Okay. Did you have more? Okay. Did you want to talk about with the film? Well, the, okay, yes, I did. Okay. Because when you brought up the storyline with Astrid and her husband and mm-hmm. not dimming and, you know, coming into your own and standing by what, who you are and your values, actually, I thought that's exactly what the... The main character main, did. Yeah, the main yeah. character did and the conflict that she was going through. And I thought that's what was so uh, endearing, mm-hmm. you know, about that character is is because that's what she did. She had that yeah. struggle back and forth and she made the noble choice. Yeah. You know? you're, you're totally right. I think I am swayed, though, by the fact that the Astrid storyline was a sub storyline. So they were more subtle with Subplot. it. It was just kind of this side thing. And yet, they, so they had to do a little more, you had to infer more with that story. Right. But I know that as they were, they were going back and forth with all the, you know, the main story and then Astrid's story, I felt myself a little more invested in Astrid's story, you know, and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? And what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Because it felt there were more questions about that storyline. It's like, wait, what's going on with her husband? What's happening? What is going to happen? Where the main storyline, you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So I felt it's, a little it's following more like, the typical Hollywood exactly, recipe, right? exactly. Of like, so, okay, happy ending at the end, right? So I was more. So it was. It was like comic relief that that main storyline mm-hmm. uh, with 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 people who, with actors whose names are like Aquafina, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, she provides so much comic relief in in this in this movie. Um, but then it would go to Astrid's, which felt very serious yeah. and like a you know Definitely more dramatic more. in that way. And I was like, "Ooh, what's going to happen?" Because yeah. you you really didn't know more subtlety in that. Yes, that and story. I, and for I sure. appreciated that. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, but you're okay. right. The other it is the the main storyline is about that as well. Yeah. Okay, so this is reminding me of two other things about Crazy Rich Asians. 
I was so impressed with I, Michelle Yo. Is that how you say her name? Yes. The yes. actress, the actor, mother, she plays the mother there. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, wow, hey, she, she's good. She's great. And I was like, wasn't she in Joy Love Club? No. And Sienna's like, nope. <laughs> she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. And I am yeah. going to look it up because I want to make sure. No, she was. She was. Did you look it up? Yeah, I looked okay. it up. Yeah, and she wasn't in Joy Love. And now, you know what I put on my Netflix watch list? Mm. Netflix produced another featured film on its own, apparently, that's kind of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon-ish. Oh. So I'm, I'm all like, oh, I want to watch that, you know, being reminded of oh, they did? these films. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So that's cool. And the other thing that, that stood out to me uh, was how the culture in Singapore was portrayed in this Crazy Rich Asians movie is how... People will will refer to the elders, to mm-hmm. their elders as uncle or auntie, mm-hmm. even though it's not their actual uncle or auntie, right? Yeah. Just a stranger on the street kind of thing. If they're yeah. older, they'll say, oh, sorry, uncle or something. Mm-hmm. And that's how you and I grew up in Hawaii. That's Hawaii way. And I yeah. always, I, I was never sure if that was a, is that a Hawaiian thing? Is that a Japanese thing? I wasn't sure. And I'm still not sure. I think it's probably both, huh? Maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think it's probably but, both. But I don't know who started it. Maybe that's what you're, you're saying. Right? Yeah, I don't who know. Who started I don't it? Know. Yeah. But it's part of that. I guess Singapore is kind of like an island culture, so maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, and that's why I was, you know, out here, being out in the mainland and having friends have children. Mm-hmm. I've always been a little taken aback when their children don't call me auntie, but they call me like little kids calling me by my first name. Has always felt kind of weird mm. because we're so immersed in you are auntie to a small child. Yeah, yeah. Any small child around you, yeah. right? You're auntie. Right. So it's always felt weird when they're like, hi, Sienna. And they're just like this little, <laughs> little thing. <laughs> it's always felt kind of uncomfortable. It's like, a, I, you know. Yeah. At first it did to me, but now less so. But well, you because know why? You're, you're not auntie. Exactly. Right? Auntie's so it's because feminine. I'm more dykey. That's why. But you're why. not uncle. Right. Uncle Toast, right, no, right. no. Yes, it's yes. Right. I think it's like yeah. You're in huh? a more challenging spot. We have to come up with like a gender neutral term of endearment or relation. That would be good. What's up with that? Yeah. Antel, <laughs> Unky, <laughs> Unky Toast. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. What did you say? Antel? Uh, not Antel, yeah. Antel. That's weird. Antel. Maybe Unky. <laughs> I don't like Unky. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Unky. Unky. That's No, like, that's, I don't no. like Unky. <sighs> okay, another another interesting thing what? that has to what? do with like growing up in Hawaii and stuff. Yeah. Is having a purely oral language, mm. like Pigeon English. Mm-hmm. For example, when I use the term harashi. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, in Hawaii, growing up, small kid time, you just used to going outside harashi. And translated, that means, oh, when you're growing up and you're a young child in your childhood, you're used to going outdoors with bare feet. Yes. And I remember you asked me, you were like, 
how do you how do you spell harashi yeah and because pidgin is just an oral language there is no official written form of it i didn't know i don't know how you spell it is it h-a-d-a or is it h-a-r-a do you rolling i don't know so i i don't know i this this movie kind of brought that that kind of cultural issue i guess up for me mm, of like mm -hmm. i'm really grateful to have grown up in hawaii where there is this very deep and rich uh and persistent culture that cannot that is not encapsulated and codified right 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 it's very human it's it's just something you feel because i think too like it's bringing in like that's a japanese word Yes. Brought in to Pigeon English. Right. Well, Pigeon English so I consists didn't even know of Japanese words, Filipino, Hawaiian words, all kinds of things, right? Right. right. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Or even like, um, and what's, what's neat to me is how the Hawaiian language and the Japanese language, at least maybe even Filipino, I don't know, I'm not real familiar with Filipino, but Hawaiian and Japanese can have words that sound very similar. In other words, they have a lot of... There's no, like, consonants next to each other generally, right? There's no harsh R's. Mm. Like that phrase we grew up with, make dai dead. Explain to them which what means, that is. <laughs> which means a way, so a way of saying... Yeah, it's just a way of saying, <laughs> you're really, really dead. You are a goner. You're... Make die dead. Use it in a sentence. I went welcome and the baga just make die dead. Which translated means, well, there was a roach there. And I, I smashed it and it's dead now. Right. But make, is that a Hawaiian word or is that a Japanese word? I don't know. It's Hawaiian, right? Is it? I don't know. I would have to Google it. But it's just Anywho, my point. I know of like, your I point. I think it's kind of yes. cool. That's yes. all I'm saying. I think it's kind of right. cool. Okay. All right. So anything else you want to add about the movie? No, because we really strayed from the movie there. <laughs> right? We're just going and doing <laughs> okay. whatever. So really, let's just kind of pull it all together okay. a okay. bit Pull for myself everyone. back here. So really, what is this all about? It really is, we just want to belong. Everybody. Like in the movie, she just really wanted to belong. That's right. Right? Yes. She just wanted to feel like she was accepted and wanted to belong there. And how do you do that without compromising your own values and who you are? And I think right. that's what we are all trying to do. In life. In life. Yes. In yes. life. And that's the other. I'm sorry. I have to say another thing about the movie. Yeah. This is, yeah. Because it's, again, the perfect illustration of how humans can get so tribal so easily and break it down you know begin to divide the world into us and them Mm -hmm. because here we have a a movie that's all set in finally we have a movie with asian representation and look this group is getting represented and what do they show how in the asian community the asians will separate themselves into us and them oh, and right. start this yeah. conflict among themselves, you know, right. instead Which of, is, but it's so that real. happens. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> the human totally tendency. Happens. That's just what we do yes. when we're left to the, I guess, the non-better angels of our nature. Yes. But that is why, 
That is why, even though belonging is really important and that's something we all need as human beings to connect with other people, really, 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 all of us could stand to focus on cultivating a belonging to yourself. Like, I belong to myself. And to God. Spirit. The universe. Yeah. The life force. You know, yes. as you, as you simultaneously search for your people, look for your, you know, where you feel that sense of community and support, mm-hmm. that is the belonging, right? As mm-hmm. you simultaneously do that, to work on yourself and cultivate that belonging to your own self and knowing yourself so well and taking the time to really feel, hear your own inner voice, all of that versus all the voices that can sometimes get set in from how we're raised. You know, that's my mom's voice, that's my dad's voice, that's whoever's voice, whatever. And we can sometimes spend so much time building a life according to those voices. Mm -hmm. And then we wake up and then we go, oh my God, I don't even want this. Who am I? This wasn't my voice. You know, this wasn't my voice. So eventually you're going to come around to realizing like, hey, you know what? I want to belong to myself. And so belonging is on so many different levels. But yeah. And I love how really that come it comes back to love and learning and submitting to, to seeing through the eyes of love. Isn't that a song? Ice castle? Ice, ice castle. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But anyway. but right? It's it's really like realizing, hey, everybody that even the people that we are at odds with or that we mm-hmm. can point fingers to and be like, oh, they did me wrong or whatever, all of us are just trying to feel and get the love that we need. Mm-hmm. And we have broken ways of doing it sometimes, right? We we are under the illusion that in order for us to get it, somebody else has to not get it. Uh, yeah. But but really seeing like okay if we can just see through love's eyes yeah whew, then we can acknowledge, then we can love ourselves while we love others well they say right? well right and they say that every action is a cry for love it's a cry for love is an act of love or a cry for a cry for love. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that helps when someone does you wrong and you're like, oh, why'd they do that? Or they're crying for love. Oh my God, you know, it's like that is an, it's an unskilled expression of asking for love. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I know that's helped me to have that. Oh, for sure. Me too. That perspective on hand, like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe, you know, of course, after I process my own reaction to things and go, Okay, let's see. What was this person doing? And try to get into their shoes and go, okay, you know what? And it helps to bring compassion back mm-hmm. to the table and to try and, you know, mine for those moments of love in a situation that might not look like that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess that's our episode. That was our little discussion on Crazy Rich Asians, <laughs> I guess. Tell us what you think of the movie. When you all go and see it, or if you saw it, comment. Yeah, it would be interesting to hear yeah, you guys' comments yes. and your thoughts on it. Oh, hey, by the but, way, are we going to, I don't know if we, we want to talk about it here, but are we going to be more present on Facebook? 
Short answer, yes. Okay. Long answer, I don't know how long it's going to take for us to actually get that up to speed as much as we'd like. Yeah. Because we do have a limited number of hours in the day. But we have done some snooping. Yep. And we realize... A lot of you are on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't want to deprive ourselves of your online, uh, you know, companionship and yeah. communication. So yeah. that's we why we're there. like, you know, we okay. want to be there. Yeah. We'll, we'll do Facebook. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And do please check out the show notes. Mm-hmm. We have links to join our email list and links to be notified about our ongoing and evolving approach to membership and deeper ways to support you in your life and becoming your true self and shining your light in the world. Yeah. All the links for that are in the show notes. And we'll see you until next time. This is Sienna. And this is Toast. Telling you to love life and live free. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.